The following presentation involves three friends who get together and talk confidently about topics they know nothing about. Well, you know, I think uh, if you have enough ideas that are rooted in fact, and uh, you have enough of the backing of the people, then why? Then why not? You know, you gotta, you know, when you're running, when you're running for a specific office, you got to make sure that you uh, you not only are backed by the better ideas and the people that are actually going to help you to succeed, but uh, you also got to have, um, you know, the people in your pocket. They got to love you and, and see you as the leader that you uh, that you that you eventually want to be. This sounds like. This sounds like- school paper where you just where you've written the first paragraph and you're just like i've got nothing else to write welcome to the podcast i don't even know what a podcast is <laughs> can i just jump in here as you wish i've decided that i'm going to be the intelligent one on this podcast because i know the most about everything your love of the half thing leave has clearly slowed your mind I mean, these people are not audio people at all. They have no idea. Until they let me actually run the show here, I'm kind of just letting them talk. Are you talking to us? No, we're rolling, yeah, so um, continue. I don't know. Now that the mics are on, I don't really want to talk. A little fight now. I like that. Throughout my day, I mean, honestly, I I hate most people. (laughs) (laughs) Now, get excited. I am very excited. I am always excited. Here they are, stupid fat hobbits. All right, well, welcome back, Johnny. Yes, I am back. I have have returned. Season two finale, part two, and uh, the whole gang's back together. Everything feels so right. All the yeah. hobbits are stupid and fat. Exactly. Once more. <laughs> we had one hobbit on the injury report. He was doubtful, but he returned for the second half, which is a, a heroic story <laughs> in and of itself. He was just in concussion protocol, but he got cleared at halftime. By... It was one of those situations where he's like in the concussion tent and then just like swats the doctor out of the way and comes running onto the field <laughs> That's to right. rabid cheers. That's right. <laughs> yes. My, my glorious return. Well, very good. So we have another great show for you guys today with more callers uh more march abandoned reason for madness tournament decisions to be made and hopefully uh, a lot more fun and merriment while we sit here and drink white claws so not much to complain about no not a bad sunday if you haven't had the chance to listen to part one make sure to go back and listen to that pat and i uh interviewed some some lovely guests including uh chris Beatty, michael buono and uh, who was the third guest we had on? Uh, the um, oh, the, guy the, from the, the Mexico. ginger Mexican, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, Max Escobar. So all very entertaining calls. We encourage you guys to go listen to those. Uh, some quick reminders, like we mentioned in part one, before we get started here, um, our SFH merch store has been updated with a price drop across all of our merchandise, and we've also added sfh sweatshirts for the fall and winter here as well as sfh neck gaiters so that you can stay protected and um guard yourself against all the viruses that are in the world not where just is, coronavirus where does where does that where's the word neck gator come from i don't actually know it was just the name of the product <laughs> that i selected what what is a gator it's like one of those like uh neck like scarf things that like like you know that jp it's has like a ski so. mask but there's a difference between the ones you wear skiing, apparently, and like the ones you wear in the summer. <laughs> Didn't like the the CDC say those don't work at all. Dude, what? I do. It's think what they, makes you yeah. feel safe, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a placebo effect. Yeah, I do think they said that they're pretty ineffective. But you know, it, at least 
gets you in and out of public buildings. <laughs> right, that's true. That's a good point. You, you don't have to be shamed. So. Exactly. Um, so definitely go check out our merch store for those products. Um, additionally, on our Instagram page in our bio, there is a link to our season two survey, which Pat put together. There's a lot of great questions in there and a lot of opportunity for you guys to provide, provide your input on the show and help us guide season three. We obviously love the suggestions you gave after season one, and we want to hear a little bit more of that. This is actually more in depth than what we did for season one. So I think it's going to be pretty impactful as far as you know where the show goes, but um, if you don't really fill it out, it. Yep. Um, Johnny and I make Chris record five episodes by himself and you have to listen to Chris speaking before he thinks <laughs> by himself for, we'll make him two hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize how bad that would be for our, <laughs> I, I don't care about the trajectory of the show. I just want to be affirmed by people filling out the survey. This is all about my insecurity. There you go. Well, the intellectual has commanded it, so go forth and uh, do not fail. <laughs> That's a good a call to action. It is. Uh, the third announcement is about reviews. We obviously love when we get reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we've been super impressed by all the amazing reviews that we've gotten so far. Uh, so just encourage you guys, if you like the show, to go on to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a five-star review and, and write something in there. They're super entertaining for us to read, and we often will read them on the show. So... If you want a little shout out, it's a great way to, to get on the podcast. So with that, I think we're going to jump into some calls. Who do we got coming up here first, guys? Uh, looks like we have Mateo Wolf up first. Mateo Wolf, the Florida man himself oh, in the flesh. Yes. Reporting live from the, from the dangerous <laughs> drug-filled streets of Tampa, Florida. All right. Well, we got Mateo on the line. Um, really excited for this guest. We've been trying to get Mateo on the show for quite a while. Isn't that right? We have uh, since season one. Yeah, all the way back in season one. He was a big proponent of the Coors movement, which we were so uh, <laughs> proud to, to indulge ourselves in. You could you could uh, probably argue that the, the, the Coors movement started with him directly. I, I can. Yeah, the I, creator? I, I, he's he the is, creator. He's, creator. he's the, the founder. The, the CEO. <laughs> Born of wolves, molded by the swamps of Florida. Indeed. Flies in the sky. Swimmer with gators. Swimmer of... <laughs> Swimmer, does, does that work? Lover of goo-goo dolls everywhere. That's and, true. Yes, and Coldplay. And you too. No, no, Coldplay. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, you yeah. too do <laughs> as well. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little rusty. It's early. We'll get this going. We will, we will. Well, let's bring him in here and he can uh, maybe defend himself uh, regarding his, his core's... Uh, founders movement and maybe you know do a little bit of a evangelization to all those out there that can still call it course but tell you how you doing today man hey guys i'm good thanks for having me oh of course it's great to have you on the show like we mentioned we've been trying to get you on for quite a while so it's uh, nice for you to join us yeah man absolutely really excited uh i've uh, been enjoying the podcast so far um just started really listening to it and uh i've uh, really been enjoying it so glad to be finally contributing Nice, man. It's been too long. Um, I just want to bring up one one quick thing. When I was texting you before you called in, uh, you said you had to get your hair ready for uh, <laughs> f- for the phone call because you didn't want to be seen. There was a, a very brief misunderstanding that happened there. <laughs> My brother was quick to correct me on that no one was going to be able to, to see me on the podcast. Um, right. But you know what? I'm glad I did it anyway. I look good now. I'm, I'm sure you look great. 
I mean, I think you always, you know, dress for the job you want. Right. And it's, it's kind of like going in for an in-person interview, right? You want to make sure you look good so that you present yourself. Well, it's more of a positive reinforcement thing right. that you're going through. Right. L- less a, about that. You're bettering yourself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But whose job is he gunning for here? That's the <laughs> true question. <laughs> well, I guess he could be, uh, you know, gunning for any one of our jobs. Just say gunning. Like it's a new mashup of <laughs> Johnnying and gunning. <laughs> Mateo, could you walk us through the, the, the origin story as it were of this curious movement that you started? Wow. That's a long <laughs> time ago. Man, I'd have to think. So I've been drinking Coors Light for as long as I can remember. Ever since I was a young boy, I was fed <laughs> Coors Light. A young lad. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think it's safe to say Coors Light is really just a part of who I am at this point. And, um, sure. you know, really just for that price point, there is no better quality beer out there when it is Rocky Mountain cold. Are the, uh, just, are the mountains always blue? Mountains have to be blue. Exactly. It's, it's the worst beer in the world if the mountains aren't blue. Uh, <laughs> do not recommend. But once they are, that crisp flavor just can't be beat. Mm. I'm Dude. with you, Mateo. I've always been a Coors Light guy myself when it comes to light beers. And so, you know, I, I've been uh, It's remiss that we've gotten away from that in uh, more recent seasons and episodes because the podcast has become a seltzer podcast, as we've talked about many times. And I, I'm not sure I love it. I don't love it. Mateo, where do you stand the whole uh, seltzer situation here? Because I know you you don't really ever drink them, do you? Um, I, I do not. Occasionally, I will have one. I think they're all right to, to mix things up every once in a while. But drinking them regularly is just outright wrong. Um, <laughs> they're not that good. In fact, most of them, in my opinion, are terrible. And the few that are good, I still wouldn't drink them all the time. Um, on top of that, and maybe this is just me, I get the worst hangovers you could ever imagine from them. Mm. Um, the yeah, first I've heard time that I tried the Natty Seltzers, um, I had two of them and couldn't get out of bed the next day. Um, <laughs> no damn. Yeah, it was, it was just astounding. Um, so uh, it, it, it is painful to hear that this has become the official drink of uh, the podcast. But Yeah, I mean, it's up there with, with whiskey still. I think that's still a, a part of the show pretty uh, heavily. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're kind of selling out now. All right, well, I, think I don't know. I, I, usually, I usually still do whiskey every time. And, and, I think it's more you guys do. And there are times stuff. where I, I get craft beer instead, like Betsy called out uh, right. in her. Yeah, there her. are also times that I, as well, <laughs> drink not seltzer. For <laughs> the most part, Pat, we're trying to drink the most seltzer. Seltzer, yeah. to me, is like, because we've been watching football all day, is like the third down running back who comes in and you need like a key play on like a third and 15 and right. it's like, it hits the spot, but you're not, it's not like your bell cow drink. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. you know, he's going to get you the, the three yards yeah. to the first down yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mateo, uh, we have a question for you. Um, so as you may have seen on our Instagram page, we have posted a bracket that was driven by our segment trending celebs cotton she loves web where we placed uh, trending celebrities from twitter and inanimate objects slash uh, businesses such as taco bell <laughs> into their respective um regions of middle earth and so we we've pitted these these celebrities and places up against each other in what we're calling uh, the march abandoned reason for badness tournament 
And so uh, we want to present you with one of these matchups and uh, have you help us decide who would win and move on to the next round. Are you game? Absolutely. Okay, so let me give it to you. So let me give a lowdown of what we went over yesterday, just as a reminder for everybody. So uh, yesterday we decided that the number one seed, Adele, would be taken down by the number 16th seed, Willie Mays. Um, there was just too much that Willie Mays had had you know, going for him in regards to uh, weaponry <laughs> and um, just brutal force that I think Adele probably didn't bring to the table. Uh, and then also Chris Evans took down NASCAR. Uh, part of that was that the part of that was that the uh, the battle was held in Gondor, and we didn't really know how NASCAR would even show up to the battle. So there might have been a forfeit situation there. Um, and then the last matchup we we went over yesterday was the Donald Glover uh, fifth seed versus Trey Kennedy the twelfth seed, and uh, that was a pretty easy win for Donald Glover. Um, Chris Mike, was very bitter. Uh, well, I was bitter that you're like, a big Trey Kennedy. Yeah, I like Trey Kennedy. I like Trey Kennedy. But I do think that Donald Glover would win that matchup. Um, so that's where we stand today. So uh, your matchup, Mateo, <laughs> this is so great for Mateo, <laughs> is the number thirteen seed, Carol Baskin, <laughs> ah. who's uh, who was placed in uh, is it Midas Morgul? Yeah, with uh, going up against the number four seed. The McMuffin, uh, who was placed at the Prancing Pony. So, Mateo, <laughs> give us your insight here on on who you think uh, would would take down uh, the other in this matchup, and who you think is going to be moving on. I don't even think that's a question, Chris. Uh, Carol Baskin. Oh my! <laughs> what you're saying? You're telling me that the the a woman who murdered her husband? Well, she's done it before, <laughs> and she'll do it to a McMuffin. But a McMuffin uh-huh. has so much. It's kind of like the the um, the undefeated, you know, undisputed champion of the ring going up against somebody that's kind of just won a big match, right? Like she got famous because of this Tiger King thing, and mm. so she's won a big match. But the Egg McMuffin is timeless, Mateo. It's a trap game for the 13 seed. <laughs> <laughs> now, in response to that, I would probably say the number of high-profile murder cases that go unsolved with the amount of publicity like Carol Baskin got, and no one has been able to prove anything, it takes a truly horrible person to be able to do something like that. Carol Baskin is a sneak who cannot be trusted. This I is bet true. that's not the first I 100% person agree with that. Her tigers. This is true. This is true. Well, does anybody else have uh, insight? Or- is, where is Carol Baskin from? Is she a Floridian? Yes. Uh, she actually, oh. her property is in Tampa. <laughs> so there's like some sort of underlying alliance There's a homer. It's a homer uh, <laughs> bias that we have going on here. Huh, Mateo? Now, I will say, I have been flying reconnaissance missions over her property. And there is some very, very weird stuff going on there. <laughs> Wait, okay, so dive into that, because for those of you who don't know, which is everyone, uh, Mateo is a pilot and uh, obviously was down in Florida for a long time in um, uh, flight school, right? And so you've had the opportunity to probably fly over her property many a time. What what have you seen? Um, So it's actually very easy to see the tigers and everything out there. Um, You also do see some other things. You know, occasionally you'll see people just kind of uh, pulling bags over to the tiger cages and throwing what looks like pieces of meat into the tiger cages. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. I have seen some that look like human body parts. No. 
Okay, this is some Cannot real breaking news yeah. from Florida. Yeah, this, this is, is legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the intro. <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, I uh, do not have any photographic evidence. My iPhone camera wasn't good enough to uh, get those pictures. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, I can get my friend uh, Andrew McDonald um, to uh, come with me on a reconnaissance flight one day and uh, get the evidence that we need to put pa- Carol Baskin in jail. Very powerful it's stuff. T- Mateo, it, Godspeed and good luck. Is there a possibility that this becomes more than a reconnaissance mission and more of like a snatch and grab type deal where, you know, you you parachute out while he holds the plane and you go in <laughs> in the dark? <laughs> yeah, we, we will do whatever it takes, Pat. <laughs> All right, Mateo. Well, I guess that, that that's your final answer then, right? You're going with Carol Baskin over the McMuffin? Carol Baskin. All right, that solidifies it. Carol Baskin moves on to the quarterfinals, and she will be facing Donald Glover uh, in round two. So, looking forward to that matchup. Ooh. All right, Mateo. We have, well, you know, we're going to have uh, to take some other calls here, but uh, quick question before um, before you go: uh, Do you have your all your all your ducks in a row, or? Um, yeah, yeah, I like to think that I have all my ducks in a row. That's good. That's good. How many? Some how, people how many? probably differ with me on that. Um, I think I probably have like eight ducks. Eight ducks. Ooh, eight ducks all in a row. That's impressive. That's and and no, like no ducks, even like a smidge out of line. Nah, some some of them are definitely uh, leaving their lane a little bit, but, waddling a uh, little too far yeah, to the left. A classic clipped wing situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but, but for the most part, they're they're fairly in line. Well, best of luck, Mateo, uh, getting all your ducks uh, aligned perfectly. Hopefully none of your chicklings fall down into sewers. Um, I've seen that on those kind of like heart, you know, warming videos on Facebook where humans... Well, how is that a heartwarming <laughs> Not down very heartwarming. Well, because the humans go down and they save the, uh, oh, the ducklings. Okay. Also, chickling is not a word. <laughs> Did I say chickling? <laughs> I think I was thinking of chiclet, the gum. Do you remember right. chiclets? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> well, anybody have anything else for Mateo before we uh, let him go? I don't think. Well, I, Mateo, I, I, we don't like to get political here, but I just wanted to know. We got a huge election coming up. Um, what are your thoughts? Who are you going to vote for in the uh, Tanzanian general election on October 28th? Tanzania has elections. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, see, this is this is important to us because we're trying to make sure that our, our listeners are informed and so you're a great example of somebody we're trying to reach out to and just, you know, rem- remind them that, you know, the Tanzanian elections are coming up and, you know. And it's everyone's duty to, uh, be, sure to know, vote. be informed and go right. to vote. Yeah. And they might not know that they should vote. So if if you're wondering, it's it's John Magafuli versus Tundu Lisu. I think those names are correct, but, you know, variations in uh, dialects will change that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't think that John Mazafool has uh, done anything impressive or noteworthy in the past that proves that he would be a good leader. So I think that um, the other guy... Oh, Tundu. a much better fit. Tundu, Tundu, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, uh, Mazafool is a bit of a a milk toast candidate. Mm Mm-hmm. If I might be so bold. So, yeah, I think that's a good point, Mateo. He's an absolute pushover, let's be honest. <laughs> totally agree. We need a firm leader in the Tanzanian government. 
Well, I love how how much you've you know really latched onto this since your initial answer. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see that you're going to be an informed voter come October what? Twenty eighth, I believe. Twenty eighth. Um, but yes, Mateo, uh, best of luck in your endeavors to entrap Carol Baskins. Uh, it was great to have you on the show, man. I hope you're doing well, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you all uh, so much for having me on. And uh, don't worry, we are going to get her. It's just a matter of time, Carol. <laughs> just a matter of time. Justice will be served. <laughs> All right, Mateo, take it easy, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Later, man. Bye. What a great call. What a character. I think we need to have him as our uh, on-scene live uh, reporter from now on in Florida. We can certainly break to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get in on that. Yeah. No pun intended there. <laughs> break to him. Breaking news from Florida. Yada, yada, yada. Is that even a pun? Uh, just just pump the brakes there. Right? That's just a You just said the same word. And this Pump with the, the same brakes. meaning. Oh, I was like, I didn't get that. Pump the brake. Oh my God. What is happening? <laughs> You're it's starting. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Well, let's see who else we have on the phones. All right. Well, it looks like we got our next caller ready to go. Mr. Mike Heinsohn. Uh Johnny, you want to talk a little bit about uh, yes. Mike? <laughs> Mike, Mike and I know each other from third grade. We've known each other for over a decade. That was a long time. Affectionately nicknamed Heine. They do call him Heineken. <laughs> Does he drink Heineken? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Actually, is, do you think that's how he got the name? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. Well, I could be wrong. We'll though. find out. I guess, we will right? find out. We'll ask the hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting Heinies? <laughs> that's a great like softball team name. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring him in here. and uh, Here it is. Here he is, the, the hard-hitting Heine himself. Mike, how you doing? Thanks for joining the show. Oh hey guys, how you doing? Great to be on. <laughs> oh, we're doing we're doing swell. We're doing swell, man. So, uh, we've had a lot of great callers so far in part one and, and so far in part two. But um, yeah, th- thanks for joining um, and thanks for listening to the show. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, you know, it's uh, it actually is my guilty pleasure. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm doing work. So, wow. thank you guys for putting out such a such an amazing product. <laughs> wow, it's it's very flattering, Mike. Thank you, Johnny. It wasn't it, that that compliment was not directed at you thank you (laughs) (laughs) finally finally somebody roasts one of us it's been a while you you can you can just hang up now (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for calling mike we'll talk to you later so mike talk to us about your little nickname here heine i mean are are you a heineken guy or what's the deal oh definitely not a heineken guy no um well you know it's one of those incredibly original nicknames where you know they just kind of come out of nowhere uh you know my last name is heinson so um so that's that's about it. Yeah, you just take the first first four letters of my name and slap a Y on the end of that. And um, <laughs> boom. And there you, you got go. yourself a nickname. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Crazy how this shit works. But it works so yeah, well know, for right? your name. You know, there's so many names where it just doesn't work well. Like, Mian is not easy to do that for. Miany, like, or Mihi, mm-hmm. or Paciacy, or Paci. Paci? Patchy? Yeah, Patchy. but that's because, that's because those are bad nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> you have a point. So you yeah, you so, have embraced the Heine as like a good good nickname. Yeah, actually, I I may have actually been the person to start it because <laughs> at the heights nobody really called me Heine. Um, they just called me Heinsen, and like my dad actually, everyone when he went to high school they called him Heine. So like growing up, he was like, Mike, just get prepared. Like just get prepared. Like people are gonna call you be Heine. Prepared. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> don't be don't be mad about it. Like embrace it. So, you know, like I went in like guns a blazing being like, yeah, you know, you can call me high and it's cool. It's whatever. And everyone was like, all right. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> and just to be clear, this, this has nothing to do with your butt, right? 
Wow, Chris, that's an incredibly personal question. I'm very surprised you asked that in front of all of your adoring fans. Are but you? Let's be honest. I mean, no, I love the attention. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been told that I have a a, a, a nice posterior, but. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that really, that really plays into the nickname at all, but no. I would like to think it. so. You don't flaunt it, you know? No, I mean, I'm definitely not throwing it back on a <laughs> daily basis, but you know, when I get out on the dance floor, it's definitely, it's definitely present. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So Heine, great yeah, nickname. I, I, I also have a, I have a quick question for you, Mike. Um, what's yes. your uh, favorite breakfast cereal and why? Mm, mm, that's a really tough question and also probably going to be very um i'm probably not going to gain a lot of fans on this one i actually really don't eat a lot of breakfast cereal anymore um it used to be very very prominent in my life but not not so much anymore i would have to say um following college it's probably cinnamon toast crunch Mm. okay you know you know the taste you can see (laughs) (laughs) that that is a that's a good answer i think the answer we got to that question yesterday when we asked it to somebody was uh crunch berries which i think is also an appropriate response ew Mm. what really i think we're two for two those are classic i mean crunch berries is a little more controversial is that like the captain crunch berries it's captain crunch with berries yeah it's gross Mm -hmm. well don't they have captain crunch just the berries yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because it's not Captain. Wait, do they Crunch. have Captain Crunch just the berries, or are you thinking of like Lucky Charms? Oh, just, just Lucky Charms. Charms. Oh, well, you can buy a like fifty-pound bag of just the marshmallows on eBay. Wow. Oh, wow! Oh my yeah. god, I we, love. We, our we do live in a very progressive. <laughs> yeah, this world is God. This, I love America. Is amazing. <laughs> this is America. What a what a beautiful place. <laughs> just go. I'm just gonna like go on Amazon right after this call. I'm buying. <laughs> 200 pounds of charms i'm never gonna eat them i'm never even gonna open them i'm just gonna do it so i because so i can say yeah you know this is america i bought 200 pounds of charms you could use them as, I could. A, as a beanbag there you go i'm gonna johnny i'm gonna throw a blanket on top of them and sleep on them <laughs> just to say i did who needs a my pillow when you can have a bag of wait wait, wait wait this is a great idea snack bed you have snack you sleep on a bed of cereal bags and then you can just oh open God. them and consume them when you're hungry at night i think i just broke the patient's code that's that's brilliant like this is all this is all you and brian would ever need to survive for the rest of all, all i time. agree this may not sound Snack appealing bag. to our many listeners but this is one of the this is almost as good as sam sign to me i don't know if you know about <laughs> sam sign mike but <laughs> No, this I is, do not. This is better than I Sam. do not. But <laughs> we're not going back. We, on Sam we don't have to go into it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll pick that up from Johnny later. But um, <laughs> you know, considering how good of an idea this sounds, uh, I'm sure Sam's sign is probably just as amazing. Thank you. Mike. I guarantee you, it's not. Yeah, you you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My bar for good ideas is pretty freaking low. So. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, uh, we have a question for you. Um, As you may have seen on our Instagram page, we are doing a little um, bracket tournament based upon our segment, Trending Celebs Caught in She Loves Web, where we placed trending celebrities and inanimate objects slash, slash, you know, businesses or places uh, in Middle Earth. And so we've we've seeded these randomly and uh, we're having each listener that calls in help us out with one of the matchups. So uh, if you're game, we'll throw you one of these matchups and, and you can help us decide who moves on to round two. Oh, wow. Go for it. All I right. am honored. 
So the only rule you need to know is that there are none. Um, and awesome. uh, the only uh, caveat is that the higher seed is where the uh, wherever their place in Mid- or Middle Earth is where the battle will commence. Um, so your matchup yeah. is between the number three seed Tony Hawk, who was placed in Helm's Deep, and the okay. number fourteen seed Juan Soto, who was placed mm. in Isengard. So I mean, however you want to you know tackle this, whatever this, angle you want to go is about. This a tough matchup. Wow. Wow. Oof. Okay. Actually, um, mm. so so we're talking here like like who would win placed in their respective areas versus the other? Or well, just like with the forces of that realm? You know, it, it's really up for debate. I mean, you know, they're fighting at Helm's Deep because that's where Tony Hawk is placed and he's the higher seed. Mm-hmm. But outside mm-hmm. of that, you know, you could you can mm-hmm. go whatever direction you want. So, I mean, what I will say is in the Battle of Helm's Deep, you did have Legolas shredding some serious gnar on that Earth shield. <laughs> so, and that's that's movie. I mean, you know, we can we can intermingle between the books and the movies here, but <gasps> that does play. That does play to Tony Hawk's strengths. Mm. There are a lot of stairs in Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. A lot of stairs. Well, that and, was actually um, part of the reason that he got placed there. I think was because mm-hmm. Legolas had that scene in the movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would that would only make sense. Um, but with that being said, Juan Soto does have an eye for game strategy in the sense <laughs> of would he be able to lead his Uruks to victory over the realms of men? So, so wait, so Juan Soto know, has really a legion of Uruks at his at his back. <laughs> I mean, right, we're talking Isengard versus okay. you know, versus Rohan here. So ahead. of course he has well, Urukai, but yeah. tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, you know, tens of thousands. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, not a, bad, my friend. Hey, yeah. He has he has a bunch of them behind him. So um I mean the really only saving grace of that battle was um was was Gandalf, and I don't know if Gandalf would put out for Tony Hawk. So I'm gonna have to go with Juan Soto. <laughs> Oh, all right. Juan Soto. I have no yeah. qualms with that. I think that's a very rational analysis, and I agree. I very th- well put. You, yeah. yeah. You convinced me. I mean, and, you know, like, big Nationals fan of last year was awesome. So, Absolutely. You know, Juan Soto all the way. Well, that's an upset then. The number 14 seed taken down the number three seed, Tony Hawk. Um, and so you're aware, Mike, Tony Hawk is going to, or sorry, Juan Soto will either be facing Jay Cutler or John Krasinski in round two so yet to be decided oh, man wow that is i whew. well you know the next person who's actually going to have to decide that i uh, i feel for you because um my heart splits open for uh, for all those people so. <laughs> one could yeah. say his I, i'm not gonna say it <laughs> uh well you already started Pat, so might as well <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to beat this heine all day long you know <laughs> <laughs> oh um, gross I, I i have a quick question mike uh <clears throat> this this one is just just off the top of your head like no thinking yep. who would you let punch you in the face mm, johnny oh wow really is yeah. that a compliment or is that like he's so weak that it wouldn't affect you whatsoever but oh, you, but it would make him feel no. good it, no, he just he wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 That's is a good bad. point. I, I would not be able to punch him. Yeah, like he just punch wouldn't him. be able to punch me in the face. No. Are you ex- because I've I've definitely done a lot of things to Johnny that would warrant being punched in the face and he hasn't done it yet. So I don't think he'd be able to do okay. it. Okay. So you're day. exploiting yeah. his patience and kindness and not like trumping yeah. your own ability oh, to oh dodge. God, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. Yeah. percent. Okay. Johnny he, is he a paragon of kindness yeah. and love. Yeah. And um, you know. 
a paragon of kindness and love. Yeah, I think Mike needs to come back on and take the do you have what it takes to be an intellectual challenge because he's throwing around some words and some uh, uh, look. I, I, I see think, some promise. I think he could he could win. Yeah. Oh no, I've I've listened into a couple of those, and you know my um, I don't know if my ego could take it. <laughs> <laughs> but see that that shows you know that maybe you are of the appropriate uh you know making to to be an intellectual. Hey, hey, hey. We don't have to force him into it if he doesn't want to do it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you know what? Whatever Pat wants because in the end Pat's words the only thing that matters. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so so good. Uh, <laughs> I have another question for you, Mike. Um yeah. who do you just hate the most? Oh, just like in general? <laughs> yeah. Who do you hate the most? Just who do I hate the most? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> who do I hate the most? I have absolutely no idea. Um, probably the ice cream truck driver that drives through my neighborhood every <laughs> single night when, um, when I'm trying to do work and he just sits outside my house and plays that same song over and over is again. He, is he trying to, trying to lure your hiney out? <laughs> no, he's, he's an incredibly nice man. It's very hard to hate him. But the fact that he sits outside my house and plays that song every night without fail is is uh is cause to uh hate not him but the profession (laughs) i i don't even know he's a very persistent salesman yeah no he knows that um he knows that he's got a sweet tooth (laughs) and uh (laughs) you know the hunger never truly subsides so popsicle (laughs) is there is there a particular song that is always playing when he sits outside your house yeah you know that one and then like you know it repeats over and over and over and over and over again yeah oh my gosh that's amazing yep well i I, you deal with that i deal with the fire department that like is constantly right outside my apartment window so actually i do not tell them this quick story what quick story? Chris's apartment was, I'll just say it really quickly. Chris's apartment was on fire. And <laughs> instead of like trying to gather oh. information and be cautious and responsible, he sees the fire trucks arrive, panics, grabs his phone and just starts sprinting down to the basement where his car is and where the fire is. So as he's as he's descending the stairs, the smoke is getting thicker. And instead of going oh. up, he just keeps on going down until it's pitch black and filled with smoke. Look, I didn't know what to do. I was panicking. Okay, I was panicking. And I wasn't going to the car. I was trying to find G level, which is where you exit. It just so mm-hmm. happens that to get to G level, I have to go through four levels of garage parking. <laughs> so, you know, it was a kind of a win-win or lose-lose situation for me. Well, I, I will say, though, I, I was a little bit ashamed of myself. I kind of threw out everything you learn about you know, uh, safety, fire safety. I was like mm-hmm. reaching for handles. Like it was my job, like at every door. No, just like go like straight through. No, no testing for heat or like checking for smoke. No, just straight through. Hey, but I made it out alive and uh, the building is not burned to the ground. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. That, that's the important thing there. As long as you're all right. And um, you know, no burned fingers or hands or lung damage. That's uh, that's, that's all you can ask. For. Not that I know. of. Uh, Mike, before we let you go, I have one final question. Uh, as you know, we are a comedy podcast and we're incredibly funny and, and just astute. But we also keep, uh, you know, keep tabs on what's going on in the world. And, and we've got a, a huge election coming up. Uh, so I just wanted to get gauge your vote 
on the uh, Romanian legislative elections in December. You got a pick there? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the best guy. Oh, the best guy. Oh, oh, big stop. Yeah. Best douche. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the one with the with the good ideas. <laughs> You're a good idea, man. OK. Yeah. Well, you know, the well, one that what had, were some uh, of the bad ideas? Well, you know, like when they talk about those ideas that nobody likes, those are the bad ideas. I I agree. I mean, he's a visionary, but like his policies are kind of questionable. So are you just going along with the ideas? You're you're an idealist or or, are are you thinking there might be like he could he could sort of hit the medium? Well, you know, I think uh, if you have enough ideas that are rooted in fact and uh, you have enough of the backing of the people, then why then why not? You know, you got to you know, when you're running when you're running for a specific office, you got to make sure that you uh, you not only are backed by the better ideas and the people that are actually going to help you to succeed. But uh, you also got to have, um, you know, the people in your pocket. They got to love you and, and see you as the leader that you uh, that you that you eventually want to be. This sounds like this sounds like school paper where you just where you've written the first paragraph and you're just like I've got nothing else to write <laughs> what a political answer he would do great on any, yeah, any that's news a great network de- uh, news network or debate stage and hell that, yeah that is why you're in law school Mike <laughs> well you know oh. <laughs> oh my gosh well oh. Mike we gotta get to some other callers oh. here but uh, I mean just absolutely pleasure having you having you on the show, and uh, you know I hope the people are in your pocket moving forward as well. Um, and I'll, hey. also, but, but before you go, do you have any questions for us? Um, no, not at this time. It was actually an absolute pleasure speaking with all three of you. Um, you know, I hope to be able to do this again sometime soon. And uh, yeah, keep on doing what you guys are doing. It brings me a lot of joy, and uh, you know I'm happy that uh, that you guys get joy from doing this as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. We appreciate it. We'll have a great rest of your weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks, Mike. See you, buddy. Bye. Well, look at that. I mean, just an informed voter, right? Can we just all agree upon that? Informed voter? Oh, absolutely. All righty. Well, we got our next caller ready to go. Um, Been excited for this one because uh, Teresa, who is our next caller, is one of our longtime listeners on the show. She's been listening since season one, probably even episode one way back when we when we started it and we've been trying to get her on for a while. So I'm really excited about this call. Um, yes, Teresa is, is a nurse. And so we uh, I went to her for a lot of uh, coronavirus advice. And I also for blood sugar advice. <laughs> yes, because Pat is dying of diabetes slowly, but surely. I think she has a couple you know, Yeah, a little skills, bit, a little right? bit about Teresa. Uh, I mean, where do I start? Her name's Teresa. Um, she can crack an egg with one hand. Astounding. Yeah. Amazing. They an call egg. her a cracker of eggs, yeah. actually. Egg cracker. <laughs> That's like a Bilbo nickname. Well, let's bring her in uh, to talk a little bit more about that. Here she is, Teresa the Egg Cracker. Teresa, how you doing? Thanks for joining the show. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Just dandy. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Johnny. Classic Johnny all depressed and stuff. Yeah, like we mentioned, we've been wanting to have you on for a while. We know you're such a huge supporter of the show and have never, ever missed an episode, right? Oh, so we're, yeah, we're getting ne- right into never. it. Never. I am the most wholehearted of listeners. Ah, yeah. Stupid cat hobbits. <laughs> Teresa, I just, I, I have a quick question. I, I heard a rumor that, you know, you were a big fan, always talking about how great the show was. And then, and then you sort of flagged a bit and uh, stopped listening. 
Uh, you know, I came here to have a good time, and honestly, I'm feeling a little attacked right now. <laughs> um, Welcome to what we do, but it's all in jest. <laughs> it's all in jest. We obviously love yes, the fact of course. that you listen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Instagram flagged a little bit, and so I oh, also Oh, yeah, okay, touche. As, <laughs> as a basic white girl, I solely exist upon the Instagram, so. Well, um, I know you're a, a longtime listener, but... Uh, is there anything that you wanted to, to ask us or maybe, you know, things you've heard throughout the course of the show that you wanted uh, clarification on perhaps, you know, Pat's intellectuality you know, I or I had, Oh, I had a question that I wanted. No, I just, I have a question for, I, that I want an answer from all of you um, okay. for, but Indi- I want to know answers. like, what is your like most random controversial opinion? So wow. like I have an example of mine mm. if you want it to yeah, like, get let's yourself hear it. started. Let's but hear like it. so mine is you might not be able to air this, but um <laughs> mine is that um so I kinda think that we should let pandas die because they like don't want to continue <laughs> existing. <God>. Holy shit. <laughs> if you think about all the good things that we could be doing with the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like oh friends isn't that good. To continue existing. We are forcing them to procreate. That's ridiculous. So let me get okay? this straight. What kind of mammal anyway? Whatever. Okay, so, so look, I trust your opinion. I trust <laughs> your opinion. You, you're 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 a nurse. You're a well, you know, read individual. But are you saying that you don't think pandas want to live? <laughs> I'm just saying that if you know the measures at which we go to to make them procreate, mm-hmm. it's a little ridiculous. And like, even then, they like still they, they never want to. Like, they never want to. And we basically are putting a ton of resources into forcing them to, and they still like almost never ever do so no yeah are are you saying i don't think that they themselves have their own best interests at heart um (laughs) in terms of continuing their own species and it's like we care so much more than they do maybe they're just depressed and that would be like assisted suicide wait Teresa, are are you saying let them die or actively go kill them and just get it over with oh no 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 i don't think we should actively kill anyone i just don't know anything um no killing pandas. I just think that like they would stop existing if we stopped forcing them to procreate. You're probably right. Uns- rather unsuccessful. Hold on, hold on, Teresa. I think you're being a little <laughs> insensitive to the mental health crisis of the panda kingdom. <laughs> like we don't even know. We haven't even scratched the tip of the the iceberg of what they're going through. <laughs> Maybe they need us to just listen. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Um, well, I that is thought- a controversial opinion. I. I actually commend you for being so brave as to uh, come forth. Now I feel like we have to give some pretty good answers here ourselves. I, yeah, I don't know what to do. I was just going to say like Beyonce sucks. Like I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty controversial. I I was going to go more on the, the all soup should be banned because it's a terrible food and should not be considered a real meal, but. That that's a that's a good one. I feel like I need to give something a bit harsher than that than either of those two. I'm trying to think here about a controversial opinion. I mean, I have. We, we all agree that we live on a flat Earth, right? Uh, no. <laughs> you don't believe in the moon landing, do you? Oh no, God, God no! Okay. You don't take me for some kind of peasant, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I think my controversial opinion is that this is tough for him because he's actually having to think. Before he, he, he doesn't speaks. really do that a lot. <laughs> this is this is hard. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have. I'm sure I have some. Right? We all have controversial opinions. Right. It's I just think like, you would have been, you would have come up with one, and then she dropped this bombshell that let's just eradicate an entire species <laughs> because 
Um, okay, I don't think we should eradicate them. <laughs> they just want to eradicate themselves, and we're forcing them not to. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with if a guy shaves his beard for a woman, he deserves neither. <laughs> I was actually just talking to someone about this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, it's a common topic of conversation. And one of them had posted, like, help, my husband has this beard. I really hate it. But he's like, if you love me, you will support my beard. I am on that train wholeheartedly. <laughs> so I was just talking to someone about this not even an hour ago. Wow. Grave, huh. grave before shave. Is well, the thing phrase? is that the comments were full of other women in the same boat. So that's fair. I mean, does seem our like mother is one of those. <laughs> as one of those people, my dad grew a beer for the first time in like thirty years, um, and she's struggling through that process right now. But you know, is this like a his body, his choice situation? <laughs> <laughs> a little different. By the way, Teresa, what is going on in the background? Are you like uh, Are you making dinner? Doing, doing recycling or what's the deal? A lot of cans flying um, around. Well, I just. I got really tired, so I had to put coffee in the microwave. Hold on, say. Oh yeah, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, all right. Yes. Well, I know those weren't the most controversial opinions, but uh, hopefully, you got a, a couple answers out of us there. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would like to actually hear a little bit more about this beard situation. So, like, what? Why is the beard so important to? Well, I think, you know, there's a great phrase that is used among a beard community called um, beard brand. And it's redefining the way society views beardsmen. And I think that there is a historically been a negative connotation. Do you have any idea of what he's talking about, right? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I think there's historically been a negative connotation, especially in the business world, uh, towards men who sport beards. And it's unfortunate because I think it's a great styling tool for a guy, for his public image, for his confidence, um, for his masculinity, and not in that classic, like, oh, toxic masculinity way. I think that, like, you know, even somebody that wants to grow facial hair that may, you know, not have the most amazing genes for it, like, should still, like, go for it and, like, rock it. Like, whatever you could, whatever the cards were dealt, you know, to you, like, that's, that's what you got. You got to go with it. And I think that, like, you know, it could be a super uh, healthy thing mentally for a guy to 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 want to have a beard and, and rock a beard, and um, they shouldn't be you know looked down upon in society because of it. And um, yeah, so as you might have seen on our Instagram page, which is very very active and has not lapsed at all, um, <laughs> we are doing a little bit of a um, tournament, a bracket tournament that we are affectionately naming the March Abandoned Reason for Madness tournament where we have uh, selected celebrities and places via our Trending Celebs Cotton Shelob's web segment um, to be pitted up against one another in kind of a battle royale-style tournament. Um, so we are asking each of our guests to take on one of these matchups and help us decide who makes it to the second round of the game. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay, so... Your matchup, and I guess quick caveat, there are no rules, but the only important piece of information to know is that the higher seed in these matchups is where the battle would take place, hypothetically. So your matchup is between seventh-ranked Taco Bell <laughs> that was placed in the lava fields and the 10th-ranked Disney World, which was placed in the dead marshes. 
So, you know, give it, give us your thoughts. Who, who would win this, uh, win this battle? Oh man. Um, <laughs> all right. So I just feel like Taco Bell would just win most battles, um, between inanimate <laughs> objects. <laughs> that stuff can really affect people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so I feel like, I feel like, um, yeah, I just, I don't see Disney world like, really standing that much of a fight here. Honestly, just so pleasant and harmless um they are the, they are the lower seed and they also were placed in the dead marshes because both johnny and pat think that disney world is like from the devil <laughs> oh yeah i i despise disney world it's a disgusting wow. place um so yeah that's my that's my gut instinct um yeah taco bell for sure that's where i would put my money all right. Well, quick and to the point, but I like it. It has been decided. Taco Bell takes down Disney World in round one and moves on to the quarterfinals. Taco Bell will be facing either Jerry Rice or Steve Corral in round two. Ooh, Taco Bell is a strong contender. No, I, I think they could go all the way, yeah. or it, or uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Teresa, I, I've I've one quick question here. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Who who do you just hate the most? I'm sorry. Who do I hate the most? Uh, yes. Yeah. Who do you just hate the most? Okay. There you go. Um. Who do I hate the most? Are, wait. Is this like a worldwide question, or is this like a you guys question? No. 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 You can. I mean, we're we we're are part of the world, but it's everyone. You could technically choose one of us, but you know, watch your back. Jeez, uh, no, I wasn't gonna choose one of you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's actually that's a great question. Um, I recently found out that there's like a whole group of people that don't think that women should vote at all. So I, I mean, I would do like oh, a hate them. Wow. But like, if I had to choose that. If I had to like choose a, a group of people to like vote out of the world, even though I'm a woman, it would probably be them. I was uh, uh, not aware of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think I we all agree with you that. on this one. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't really think like I don't, most people just don't get to me enough for me to like feel any level of hatred, except for like the most like commonly agreed upon like groups of people so fair enough that's fair. and that's a very uh, i think appropriate and political answer i think i think you just don't know pat well enough yet <laughs> fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right Teresa. well that's all we uh we had for you we're gonna get some other calls but um thanks so much for being willing to call in and talk to us yeah no problem thanks guys thanks Teresa. absolutely we'll talk thanks to you later going. well there you have it Teresa, long time listener of the show uh great to have her on and she came in swinging. <laughs> Kill the pandas. <laughs> yeah, she I, certainly had her her uh, her opinion there about the pandas. Now, you know, I'm that's not gonna a lie. Uh, like, it's a pretty insightful observation. I didn't even know. I knew they were dying out, but like, I didn't know they actually weren't like breeding themselves. No, it's a fair point. They're like, I'm pretty sure, like bamboo isn't even a good food source and it's all they eat. So they're literally just not getting nutrition. They don't procreate. Like it's kind of like the koala thing. Oh yeah. Where they're like sure. eating poisonous stuff. Yeah. They're, 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 they're very lazy. But they're so cute. <laughs> oh, but look at the panda. 
It's in the zoo. It sneeze. <laughs> oh, look at the baby. <laughs> <laughs> we need to post that video of Pat. We have a funny video of Pat doing that voice uh, in quarantine. All righty. Well, let's move on. All right. We got our next guest ready to come on. Super excited uh, for this one. Tom Langano. Um, not only is he a friend of ours from, from high school, but also becoming a very esteemed, well-known author as well as a playwright. Um, and he's coming out with a lot of great stuff. Pat, you want to talk about some of the accomplishments he's been able to achieve over his very short career? Yeah, this one's pretty special. He, <laughs> he's, uh, he is an esteemed author, as you said. He just wrote uh, the book, The Blue Book of Stories, which um, is a fantastic collection of short stories about, um, how would I describe this? Uh, the, the chaos and ridiculousness that happens in like a classroom of fifth grade boys. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite story was basically like a World War One trench story of them fighting in a valley. <laughs> uh, but we'll let Tom get in and, and talk about this, and and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's really the true creator and artiste that we think he is. So let's bring him in, uh, Tom Lingano. How, how you doing today, buddy? Good to have you on the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about the uh, the book that you wrote as as well as maybe some of the other things you've been working on? I know you wrote The Plate recently with uh, Jamie Tui, and that's been uh, been going well. You actually dropped that album on Spotify, uh, I think, the past the past month or two, right? Yes, sir. That was a, that was a musical by Young Professionals. It's called A uh, Five-Year Plan. Um, and we dropped it. We were going to put it on in D.C., actually, but it got canceled due to COVID. So we recorded a quick album put it up on spotify got a lot of downloads and listens that was great um a lot of people out there don't know this but chris and i used to be in a band we were oh together. i forgot about we that were. <laughs> frequency actually, yeah frequency um which you know the girls really loved frequency like at, when we were in frequency it was really hard to like you know <laughs> it, it, it was hard to we were we were essentially sex symbols in the high school that we went to oh, it was sure. all boys school um but Didn't make a a, difference. they were sex and symbols really for their my class perspective uh, going forward so i have chris to thank for that absolutely um, man so, well i will say you know from my perspective I, I don't know i mean you're you're a big beatles fan i know i'm a big beatles fan uh i forget the name of the drummer before ringo star but you were kind of like the drummer before ringo star in our band you weren't the drummer but you were I'm you know, you're repeat best and you didn't you didn't make it into the 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 final product frequency the went final on, incarnation frequency went yeah, on no. without you and uh we that we, is true <laughs> we became they went on to do great things uh all of which are attributed to my genius at the beginning uh <laughs> although there seems I, I think i definitely like set the set the road for that i will um, say frequency would never have been a thing if tom was not in the band originally there you go we and you know what it. the the overall sex appeal did go down significantly when I left. I mean, I can't. That argue was with the that. one just, criticism. Just a little bit. What would you? Uh, would you? Uh, what would you say your number one hit was while in the band? Number one hit? Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris. Yeah. Well, Chris. What was the number? Well, one I, I don't think we ever. I don't think we ever officially like wrote full. I remember working on a few songs. Did we have a song? I think you. Yeah, we we had one song that you had written. We were working on in your basement. I remember that one time we went over there and there was wine involved. Um, forget that story. So, anyways, a lot, but, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Out. Anyway, I was gonna say of, either I was gonna say either that or uh, our cover of Weezer, uh, "Island in the Sun," was probably mm. our our most popular when you were in the band. Mm. Yeah. What appeals That's, to me uh, about this story is that 
as great as this band was and as apparently popular as you were, uh, Tom, you have gone on to do great things while this band has just folded and decayed into nothing. <laughs> well, we have well, had I, a, I, a reunion I, concert the past five years in Crystal City at the Crystal City Sports Pub. Now, yes, it might be ooh, that's pretty might cool. be more of a Michael Bono, Michael B. Songs show, but frequency does come, and uh, we we do um, you know support him in that, and we play a lot of the old songs. You know, Tom, it'd be great to have you. Okay, can we just just step back a second? (laughs) We just invited Tom on to talk about his stuff, and you just plugged your old (laughs) shitty band that that doesn't exist anymore. Used to be in, he's not even in it anymore. (laughs) But I was saying it'd be like having you know Pete Best come back and play with the Beatles for a little bit. You know, honestly, Chris, like I'm a little bit annoyed. Like that's uh, like I'm gonna be real with you guys. Like I normally do like way bigger podcast than this like I set, <laughs> I set time out of my day uh to talk about my hard work uh right you know because pat's a friend of course. Uh, you kicked me out of frequency i don't consider you to be a friend well you graduated went to to college so you, you moved to scotland uh, what are we supposed friend. to do um but you know i don't know so like honestly the little side-handed invitation for me to come and, and jam with you again i don't know how i feel about that and the claws come out oh. i feel like we had yeah we we did a little preparation for tom coming on and then shit just happened <laughs> wait yeah we didn't talk about that in the preparation anyway we, we, i should talk you asked me about blue book of stories so blue book of stories yes uh is a, is a book i was a teacher at the school that we all went to called the heights i don't know if you guys talk about the heights on this podcast it's been mentioned. It's come um, up, yep. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on there, especially with crazy boys. And so I wrote stories about these crazy boys. <laughs> and it's for uh, fifth grade boys. Um, but younger boys have liked it too. And older boys. Pat uh, wrote probably the best review I've gotten uh, ever well, on the Amazon page, which you should find by going to Blue Book of Stories on Amazon.com. Ooh, if you type it into Google, you'll find it. And then the stupid Fat Hobbits review. <laughs> that is all you need to know. So let's just be the, clear. Our podcast wrote an official review of your book, Pat, from Sorry, our podcast. Yeah. The, so the intelligent one on the podcast wrote a review of oh, my book. Okay. It is so okay. nice to finally have someone like knowing your true value. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's a great you know plug and we're very excited that you know, you came out with the book and it's been doing so well. Um, for any boys listening, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. Uh, I'm scrolling. I'm, uh, stupid bad hobbits. This is the book. All right, read, read the review. Read it. Uh, do you want me to read the whole review because it's long? <laughs> this man put his work in. Hey. Okay. Well, never in history has one so bold been able to capture the youthful exuberance and innocent mischief of being a young boy. Not only is this book well-written, clever, and imaginative, it tugs at that small part of us that yearns for those days as kids, when the world had not yet molded us into the cynical caricatures of our true selves. Holy shit, that's deep. Okay, <laughs> not over yet. Let Wait, am I allowed to curse on this? Yes. Yes. You are, you are indeed. Okay. Kid show, though, uh, let kid these show. Stories, let these stories wash over you like a fresh spring breeze, a babbling brook. <laughs> A crisp autumn dew, even a vigorous snowfall. You will not be disappointed. All right. So just for our listeners, that's that's the standard for our for the reviews you need to write of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you need inspiration, go look up Blue Book of Stories on Amazon, read our review of that, and then go to Apple Podcasts <laughs> and write a similar review for our show. Yeah.
And while you're doing that, you might as well order the book. I mean, it's twelve ninety nine. Like, I mean, you're already on the page. So. It's cheaper than an SFH T-shirt. <laughs> that's right. I think that's actually true. That's how you should oh, market your 100% book. True. That's yeah. how you should market that is, your that book. Is cheaper than uh, than a T-shirt that you sell on your podcast. That's how I should. Yeah. Okay. Why not make I a story? So. I mean, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> wait, Chris. Yeah. Have you bought a copy of the book yet? Um, you know, it's actually, there was an issue with my credit card. <laughs> and, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm not very liquid right now. Uh, just got a lot of, you know, COVID hit and my just disposable up. income yeah, it was just a little tight, but you know, I'm looking forward to receiving one in the mail as a gift. Okay. I, let's just be clear <laughs> here. Johnny and Chris do not read. And <laughs> even if they bought your book, they would not read. Do you have an audiobook version? Ah, I do actually. Uh, I'm recording it via podcast. Called oh, Voice yeah. Stories Podcast. Uh, and I'm competing for all of your listeners right now. So if you guys are listening to this episode of the Super Bad Hobbit, you're like, hey, I really like that one guy's voice, but the other guys are really pissing me off. Just hop <laughs> over to Voice Stories uh, and you'll get a lot of this voice and not a lot of the other ones. If How's one of so you fun? so much as thinks about putting <laughs> that page that link and that url into your little like so how many uh, how long have you been recording the uh, the podcast it's been about a month now oh only a month uh hmm. weekly episodes so i have about like five uh five or six episodes up all right, when you get yeah. two full seasons, come back and talk to us. Maybe we can get a deal done. We've got a year on you, <laughs> But bitch. I didn't tell you how many listeners I have, Chris. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. How many boys are listening? <laughs> two million. <laughs> two million boys. Yeah. We're impressed. I'm actually impressed. Yeah. You didn't even think there were two million boys, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> They're all listening. <laughs> no, but, no, but kidding aside, I think it's actually really awesome that this, this book's out. Um, everything that I've been told from either Pat or other people that have listened to it um, or, or wrote, I've actually read some of the reviews on, on Amazon and uh, it seems to be an absolute hit. And I think that a lot of people would relate to it, especially, you know, young men growing up and, and dealing with kind of, you know, yeah. school and, and just, you know, relationships as, as young kids. Thank so you. as much um, as we hate yeah. Tom, it's legitimately funny. It's yeah. insightful. It's, a, it's, it's very entertaining, even if you're an adult. Um, so go check it out. But don't like you. You don't have. Maybe you could just rent it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give me any money. The SFH uh, will be buying five copies, and we'll be, uh, you know, we sending them out as library books. Yeah, yeah Pat yeah, has yeah. a copy. He can lend people yeah. the copy. There you go. No, but thank you. I mean, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I kind of came out. Uh, you know, didn't pull any punches, but I do. I do really appreciate it. Um, I did really appreciate Pat's review too. And honestly, like the whole point of the book was just like to make people laugh. I was like, if I can make right. 10 year olds or nine year olds laugh out loud while reading a book, which they're not interested in anyway, then like in some way I've won, you know? I agree. Um, yeah, that's great. And I didn't even tell you guys this because I forgot, but guess what? There's another book coming out. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. Volume literally two. Wait, is it called The week? Red Book of Stories? Toy Stories. Oh. <laughs> the okay. Red Book of Stories. It is The Red Book of Stories. Oh, really? No shit. I, <laughs> yes. I guessed that. Wow, very, uh, very uh, original and imaginative, esteemed author. <laughs> it's called branding. I think you should try it. <laughs> uh, when, and no, actually, it was easy because I just had the same color. I just had to switch the, um, or the same cover. I just switched the colors, and uh, now it's the red book. But it's nice. a different. It's, same, it's a different same book, stories. right? No, no, <laughs> it's the same book, just different. <laughs> okay. Look, 
these kids are like nine years old. They don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to remember gonna if they read it the summer before. <laughs> book every couple months and have their moms buy it. <laughs> oh, <another> one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> before we get into the our questions, uh, when does the the new red book, which is really just the blue book with a red cover, when does that drop? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. So... <laughs> I am uh, doing everything on my own and it honestly launches. Well, okay. It'll launch definitely by the end of this week. So what I do is I do like a little soft launch where I set it available and then I send it to my friends and then they give me tips like, Hey dude, there's a typo on page six. And then I like go in and fix it. So like the official launch will be next weekend, but it could be live on Amazon as early as Tuesday. Okay. So all all you, all, all you listeners, like that's a, it's a pretty, some pretty intense shit right there. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> it's enticing. Go on on Tuesday and get both the blue book and the red book copies. And of course, we will be part of the soft launch, <laughs> I would assume. Oh, yes. Actually, I was making a mailing list pack even before you texted me. I was making a mailing list of like my friends who liked blue book that I wanted to like let know about the red book and the soft launch, and you were on it. I made first. And then you texted me, and I was like, this is amazing. There you oh, go. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm sure Pat will um, read it. Johnny and I will. Probably wait till the podcast, but you know, <laughs> you can listen to Pat and Pat can read it out loud to you guys. I'll do there that. I can do that. Is, is, is there going to be a movie coming out about it? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. So, uh, next month, actually, we have the movie. It's been shot. <laughs> Liam Neeson plays Mr. L, Mr. L, who's like my alter ego. Uh, and honestly, like, I wasn't super excited about that casting decision, but once I saw him doing it, I was like, okay, he is me. Like, this works. This totally works. Brilliant. Remarkably, uh, I could see Liam Neeson as like a, a boys' school teacher. Yeah. How great would that be? <laughs> it would be such a funny Severe movie. method acting. <laughs> sit down <laughs> <laughs> all right Tom. well we have a question for you so uh on our instagram page we actually posted a bracket which was mm. driven by one of our segments that was new for season two called trending celebs cotton shelob's web and during that segment we took trending celebrities or inanimate objects slash businesses or places and we placed them where we thought they best fit in middle earth uh, and so we have seeded all of these placements and we're having each of our callers uh, help us decide one of the matchups. So are you game to to help us decide one of these one of these matchups? Yes. Okay. This sounds amazing. So the only rules are um, there are none. Uh, <laughs> and you have the the one caveat though is that uh, whoever's the higher seed, that is where the the battle would take place or you know, however you want to to go about analyzing this. It doesn't have to technically be a battle. You could analyze in some other way and make somebody move on, but uh, we'll, we'll leave that up to you. So your matchup is the 11th seed, Jay Cutler, who was placed at the Lonely Mountain uh, against the number six seed, John Krasinski, who was uh, placed in Rohan. So uh, give us your, your best analysis. <laughs> Wait, okay. How does this analysis go? Like I construct the battle for you or I decide who wins you, or like who's going to win? Every, all, all, yeah. The, the, it's a blank slate and you are the creator. Okay, wait. So we have John Krasinski and Rohan. Yep. Against uh, Jay, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler on the Lonely Mountain. On the Lonely Mountain. <laughs> um, but remember, okay. uh, Jay Cutler is the lower seed, so the battle will be fought in Rohan. Okay, so Jay Cutler has to make the hike from the Lonely Mountain all the way down to Rohan. Yeah, and I, he's not a very energetic fellow, so just keep that in the back of your mind. 
He's not, and he's tired, and he's uh, is he out of a job? He's not still a quarterback, is he? No, no. no. Interestingly he's enough, a- he actually did. Uh, he has diabetes. He also just went through a messy divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Jay Cutler. This we're not shitting on him. <laughs> just facts. We're just giving facts. <laughs> so this poor man has got to go all the way from the Lonely Mountain, where, by the way, he's just like a slave for the dwarfs. He's not even like a. Like his job there is just some menial laborer. Wait, that's your assumption? That. You don't think he's like their honored guest? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. They've, they've seen his record. I don't think he even has a winning record. After le- if you don't leave the NFL with a winning record, the dwarves are not going to honor you in the Lonely Mountain. <laughs> so he has, to, he has to trek all the way down there on his, you know, he saved up money for, wait, what? What are they going to, what do they win if they win this tournament? TBD. They moved to the Why next is he round. going all the way to, to fight John Krasinski? He knows he's going to lose. Why is he? Why is he have this whole like fool's dream in his head? Why is he going to do that? Look, they entered the contest willingly. It's you know, like they they signed up for this. But what's what do they get if they win the contest? Stop questioning the concept. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> I I I don't want it to make sense. I just want to know what they can I invent what they win? Yeah, you sure. are you are coming up with their motivation. Okay. I think that he should win a hobbit wife. Like like a female <laughs> hobbit's hand in marriage. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because uh hobbits Rosie don't normally marry outside of their breed. Um so it's a you know it's kind of a high honor to so you be want able to, to give marry. one away to Jay Cutler. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no one's Jay giving Cutler anything away. Competition. She has to be earned. <laughs> All right, so you're Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler doesn't just get his own Hobbit wife for nothing. Wait, so wait, so but if John Krasinski wins, then he gets the Hobbit wife. Well, it, for, I mean, you said there was a whole seeding and tournament. So he's got, I mean, if he wins, he's got to fight other people too to get his top. This wife. is true. So, uh, and he has a very beautiful wife already. So, you know, this is, you know, this. Yeah, but he's I mean, sacrificing that. This, hobbit this wife. is true. Why, well, who's saying that they can't just live in harmony together? Hobbit wife, real wife. No, hobbit wives are strictly monogamous. <laughs> oh, okay. They don't, they don't work with any sort of other relationship. I didn't know that. You must have found that in some of uh, Tolkien's older letters. Maybe they haven't been published yet. Yeah, there's actually okay. a 17 page letter about how hobbit wives uh, only have one husband and are very strict with that. It gets into all sorts of hobbit sexual ethics. Actually, that's <laughs> I'll send it along to you. Good night, sweet May of the Golden Age. I don't. I don't think we want access to that. No. I, actually, I have it right here. I can read some sections for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I think Tom. I think Tom. We need. We need you to give us your final answer for who moves on to round two. You just. You don't want any complaints. You don't want any questions or or. You know, you just want a name. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, if you want to give us a brief analysis of for why, we would certainly appreciate it. Okay, so Jay Cutler arrives exhausted. Uh, he's come out of the Lonely Mountain. He's had a long, arduous journey. Uh, but what's really kept him through is the idea of his sexy little hobbit wife waiting for him <laughs> if he can if he can make it this far he's read tolkien's 17 page letter on hobbit sexual ethics and that's actually what inspired him to move to middle earth in the first place of course he didn't have a job or any contacts to get one so that's why i had to go to the lonely mountain thinking there'd be plenty of treasure because he read the hobbit unfortunately there wasn't uh, because the dwarves made some bad investments 
And so they sent him down to the bottom of the mine where he was working as a menial laborer um, for, <laughs> for many, many years. Uh, and so finally, he's gotten this opportunity that was put on at this tournament, the gracious uh, podcast sponsored. And so he's coming all the way down on his pony and he finally sees the hills of Rohan. Um, and actually, true, true fact about, about Rohan is, you know, the, the soundtrack uh, in the films, it's actually what the wind sounds like going through the hills of Rohan. So he's coming to the Rohan and he starts hearing that. And it just brings him such, you know, strong feelings of emotion. And he's welling up. (laughs) Exactly. And he's crying. And he's he's just, and he's getting closer. And he's just sobbing. And he's imagining his very dumpy kind of squat hobbit wife. And like, what a happy, happy marriage they'll have. And maybe, maybe after their 17 hobbit kids, they'll take a vacation back to Rohan. And he'll tell her about this glorious battle where he won and as that's happening an arrow goes right through his skull uh, and it actually such a such a strong hit that it goes out the other side um and so and then it lands in the grass he falls over he dies some of his brain matter gets hewn about his corpse and then john krasinski walks up now john krasinski when he was uh preparing for his what was it jack ryan or one of what was yeah what's yeah, yeah. the yeah, so Jack Ryan, he actually had to handle a crossbow bow a lot. Um, and so he was pretty well trained in that. He was just waiting on the board of Rohan for <laughs> very tired Jay Cutler to struggle into view over the horizon. And, and Jay Cutler was so overwhelmed by emotion that he didn't see what was in front of him. So John had about 10 feet away, uh, a clear headshot, and he died. So, so John's the winner of that one. Um, well, I don't know if there are any lessons to be learned there. Oh, that's, that's very detailed. Um, I, I this is pretty interesting. There was a lot of character development for the guy who died. <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah, I think I think the, the the real pathos of the story is on that end uh, because it's just when you live such a useless life, <laughs> uh, you got you, you I mean, tend to die soon. A, yeah, NFL career aside, uh, it's just. <laughs> toiling for years and decades really in the <laughs> well there you have it john krasinski takes down jay cutler rather quickly rather swiftly um, and moves on to round two where he will be facing juan soto from isengard so there, there you have it there you have it round two juan soto isengard versus john krasinski rohan so i mean john krasinski the higher seed there in round two we'll see what happens wait who's gonna who gets to call that one We'll have to find out. To be determined. I feel like you're getting okay. a little ahead of yourself here. Do you want to call? I don't think matchup? I'm ever going to be invited on this podcast again. I think. <laughs> what What about this for collaboration? You write the background for each matchup, and we mm. can post that. There you go. Mm, that's a pretty good. Idea. I could. Yeah. Um, that, well, uh, I mean, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> given this past description, you obviously have a deeply imaginative and analytical mind. So I, I wanted to ask you a. A political question. Ooh, who am I voting for? Uh, exactly, because we got a huge election coming up, and I just wanted to get your pick for the um, Bosnian municipal elections on November fifteenth. Mm. <laughs> well, that is that is actually something that I thought a lot about, and I think there are good <laughs> candidates on both sides. Um, I think that. Well, which party are you in favor of? Well, it's a little interesting because there are 143 municipalities up for vote. Oh, 
Okay. Um, so which one would you be most invested in? That's a great question. Hang on a second. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm not Googling anything right now. No, that's good. It's good that you don't just answer off the top of your head. Cause I feel like a lot of people just have these gut emotional reactions and don't do enough, you know, research. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. There are. Okay. Um, Dobritecki. Dobritecki is, is the one that I, is the municipality that I am. Is that your answer? Dobritecki. <laughs> I think mine's different. I can't remember. I think it started with a D as well, but it was not that. I'm, I'm strongly in favor of it. Um, uh, is there a, a, a candidate's platform that you particularly like? Yes. Um, let's see. There is... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What's a Bosnian name? Um, we have. I was gonna say like Sergio, but like that's. I don't know. Is that racist? Uh, well, our past. We talked to another caller who said they preferred Biltkov because he was going to introduce a whole legion of segways for uh, to rebuild their tourism industry. Oh bullshit! <laughs> Every year he doesn't deliver. Also. Okay, we get the segways. Where are they going to run them? On the goat path? I mean, has he ever seen a segway before? I hate that. It's just, it's, it's just fantasy after fantasy after, yeah. No, well, this is good. I like, this is what we do. This is, we're having different opinions on the, on the show. It's we're very kind strong of expressing opinion. both sides and both parties. Well, I don't and... think that's a good opinion to have. Like, I think that <laughs> well, if you side with him, we're you're giving on the you side the opportunity people. to express that opinion that you don't think the other opinion is very good. <laughs> Okay, but but can I also express the opinion that anyone who holds the opposite opinion from me is necessarily wrong and probably morally corrupt? You certainly can in America. I don't know how Bozzi is going to feel about that. I don't know what their their laws against um, you know, speaking out against yeah, the government. Yeah, mor- morally are, but- speaking, in the U.S., you must um, hate and despise everyone who you disagree with, and they are the mm. worst person ever. But in right. Bosnia, I think it's a little different. I think it's like uh, the America of the past, where everyone kind of like sat down and talked and really thought out, is this Segway idea a good idea? Will the Segways work on the goat path? Can we come up with some sort of hybrid Segway scooter that has some <laughs> off-roading capabilities? I don't know. Perhaps Can the goats goat carry power. the Segway? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's dangerous to have civil Absolutely. discussions about That's why ideas. we need people like General Amar, who... <laughs> When people think, we'll shoot them, so they'll stop thinking. And then the people that don't think will be the ones that are toiling to build a great new country. Well, I guess Chris is safe then. (laughs) 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 Damn. Kind of a genius idea, actually. Wow. So, okay. So, so I've converted one of you to General Amar's plan. Well, this, uh, this is my problem, Tom. And, you know, obviously I'm not Bosnian, but I, I think we need to step out of our bubble for once. Uh, as an intellectual, I feel like I would be right on that top tier of people uh, assassinated for thinking. So what, what, <laughs> what option do I have? Well, okay, that's a good question, Pat. And I think a, a one that gets brought up a lot. So one thing that I would say to that is, first of all, if General Amar was in power and you were saying something like that, you would be killed. So I would I would caution you to watch yourself and think about it before before you just say reckless things like that. However, since he's not in power, what you can do is what I'm doing actually right now is finagle yourself in such a way and have to have a position in the ruling regime, right? Oh, so okay. that way, when he gets into power, you can actually decide these rules and laws. Um, and it's not going to be something where like you go into a room and say like, Hey, I have an idea. And someone says, Hey, maybe that wouldn't work because of this. No, no, no. You go into a room and you say, Hey, I have an idea. 
and now that's the law, which I think like, honestly, like that sounds pretty cool to me. Um, and General Amar has said that I will have a beautiful house. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, honestly, like you're my friend. We went to high school together. I could, I could set up a similar situation for you. So as long as it. I could get into his good graces and I, as long as I'm still allowed to think and I won't be shot for that, I think I could roll with this. Yeah, but don't say I think I could roll with it. You oh shit! I mean, I, I will. I will roll with this. I don't think. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it, it, it's not so much having a thought actually, and like the way I've been presenting it is in a very Western kind of like democratized setting, so you guys can understand it. But you, the way you have to say it when you're around General Amar is, is um, the God has said this, right? It's the so God. The God. The the God has spoken in my head. Um, which is actually, it's also General Amar. So General Amar, the God, has said this. And it, he's actually, he's an interesting man in that you can kind of tell him what he said. And sometimes he won't even realize that he said it, but he'll see, because he has dreams. So he'll probably have said it in a dream and then it appeared in your head, right? But the, the important <laughs> thing is it's coming from him. It's not coming from you. So it's it's Does like- Does it make uh... sense? Because I'm honestly like, you have to get this down or else you're going to die. <laughs> I think I might just stay in this country. It doesn't seem so bad now. Uh, I don't know if I want to work for Pharaoh Amar. You know, I mean, yeah, you can, whatever. It's it's not for everyone. I'm not saying it's the only way. I mean, if you want to sit around and, you know, circle jerk about segways, then go ahead. (laughs) Totally fine with me. You're just striving Um, for truth and power. Yes. I think I have found the truth. Um, and it's just coincidentally, it also gives me a lot of power. Okay. Um, I mean, well, that's, so I'm going to fight for that truth. Yeah. That's one of the more robust analyses of, uh, the Bosnia municipal elections that I've heard. I would agree. I think that's, I mean, the knowledge you have about the, the topics and, and, um, the loyalty you have to your candidate, I think it's, it's fascinating and we commend you for it. Um, so best of luck in, in the election and uh, good, you know, thank you. Have, have I gotten any of your votes? I mean, you can be honest here. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can count me in. You can count me in. You have convinced there me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, are are wow. we voting for you for the Bosnian election? No, for General Amar. So you are his spokesperson. Yeah. His liaison. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll have to get back to you. I have to... Th- I have... I'm go- I just need to sleep and then dream <laughs> about it. Okay. I'll, I'll I mean, see. that's fine. Just, just remember that, like, if you don't vote yes and he wins, it's kind of a difficult situation. So, like, you might as well vote yes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. Okay. I mean, democracy is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. I mean, I've never been it so is. happy That's why we have America. these votes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. Well, thanks so much, man, for, for calling in. We got to get some other calls. But um, appreciate, you know, you coming on the show and talking to us about uh, the Bosnia election as well as all the successful work you've had with, with your book and the podcast and the play. And uh, we wish you the best, man. Thank you. Yeah. And all the best for the podcast. This is really cool. Uh, and thank you for, thanks for having me on. Have a good night guys. Later Tom. See you bro. Well, there you have it. Tom Langano, astute author and um, creator of the blue book of stories, as well as uh, the five year plan uh, play, which you can get the soundtrack to on Spotify today and uh, be on lookout for the red book of stories coming out later this week, as early as Tuesday, if you are keen enough to go purchase it. Uh, in the coming week. And I hope everybody got a great taste of the Bosnian elections and was able to, you know, clear their mind about the um, 
you know, about the, the, the platforms that all, all these candidates are running on. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for our season two finale. Thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. Had some great callers. Uh, we hope that you that um, did not call in would be willing to join us next time for hopefully our, our season three finale, or maybe if we take calls sometime during the next season or something like that. Um, yeah, but as, but as always, you can find us on Instagram at SFH underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the same handle and send your comments, questions, concerns to SFH podcasts at gmail.com. Happy end of season two, guys. It's finally over. It's finally kind of like, over. <laughs> I don't know. What is that feeling like when you've done something for so long and I've just been sort of doing it and then you're just like, it's over and you feel nothing? Like kind of like Frodo at the end. He's not even happy. He's just like, <laughs> it's, just it's relieved. Done. I'm numb. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we will be taking a little bit of a break here in between seasons. So we will um, see you guys for season three, probably sometime early November. Uh, we'll release that official date closer to the actual start. Um, but in the meantime, you know, we'll be posting stuff on our Instagram page and Twitter, and um, we'll work to try to get some special episodes out there for you guys, maybe some throwbacks uh, or older, older episodes we, we haven't released um, to date um, as well, maybe some best ofs as well, similar to the montage that we put out last week. Um, yeah, but with that, um, we'll see you all in a little while. In a little. Fill out the survey. Fill out the survey <laughs> in a little while. Seriously, fill out the survey. <laughs> Adios. If you don't fill out the survey, I send you back. <laughs> <laughs> if you somehow enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram and give us a five-star review on wherever you happen to find this podcast. 